0: Not to totally transition because I did have to talk a little cave on with you, Paul. So I'm going to just throw my two cents in here too. Please do. You just hit on a couple of things with Adam that I think are worth noting. Number one, now that he has a stain on him, stain on him by who? People outside the job. Gi- Cause I'll tell you right now, giant fans, I've seen them. They've been all over my Twitter. Everybody loves this guy. After what he said, giants media was because Jordan might've got a bad answer out of it. And he got a little snippy fine, whatever. I don't think he has a black stain here at all. In fact, I think that the Giants have lacked a guy with a little bit of that FU attitude, frankly. And yes, I think Kayvon should mature a little bit. But a guy like that is a typical guy that you love when he's on your team and hate when he's an opponent. And frankly, this Giant team has lacked a guy like that for far too long. He wasn't malicious. He wasn't trying to injure Nick Foles or like dance on his grave, so to speak. That's all he did. He laid a hit. Nobody in the Colts came over to defend him. He did Snow Angels without looking over there. He did the night night sleep thing. Okay, bad look. By the way, not the first time he's done it this year. And in the end, yes, the history thing. The you're right. He thought he was talking about a media member. I I had this. I don't remember who Tom Brady's center was all those years. I don't remember who Montana's center was all those years. And I said this last night. Last week, we saw a head coach not even know he could be eliminated. We've seen players not know overtime rules, but but he has to know who a center was when he was 12 years old. I'm sorry. Get lost,
1: Paul. Yeah. I'm, you know, Sean, uh, it's, it's really a shame, but this is the mentality, the pack mentality of a lot of scribes that you see today where they will try to trap somebody. They'll smell blood. They'll get them into a corner, and they'll do what they can to take things out of context to kind of make them... Uh, you know, the the judge and jury, if you will, so that they can pin a guy to the wall. And I think that's what happened with Thibodeau. I really do. Yeah, no
0: doubt about it. Now, this is one giant step. We've had our victory Monday. It's time to look ahead to a week 18 as Adam transitioned us just a, a little while ago. And I think that the next burning question behind Kayvon Thibodeau amongst giant fans is to play or not to play? That shall be the question. All right, Paul, I have
1: And I ain't no
0: Shakespeare. (laughs) You're not. No, neither am I, to be honest with you. Neither am I. Uh, All right, Paul, listen. I think that one thing is obvious, right? I think we can make a a couple points. If you are a football player and you know playing football and you're a competitor, you're going to want to go out there and play the game. And I think that there are still a lot of Giant fans who say, hey, screw this. This is the Philadelphia Eagles. We should want to go out and play the game. And I have seen the argument. Uh, and I honestly don't know where you stand on this about the '07 Pats. By the way, that's NFL history and undefeated season. You're not talking about knocking the Eagles out from playing wildcard week. Or Completely different. Totally different. Number two. Totally John- different. Totally different. It was totally different historical purposes. Number two, 2016 year, the Giants did it and they knocked Washington out. It didn't have any positive effect. They lost the next week. Paul, let me just say this we have spent here on one giant step. I know I have, and I know giant fans have weeks talking about Brian Dable's greatest error this year's head coach was having a Dory Jackson return punts and putting him in an unnecessary position. We have also spent weeks questioning how far good we think the giants actually are and how deep they go to the playoffs. Why? Well, because of their roster, lack of depth and lack of talent. We have spent weeks talking about if we had so-and-so in the lineup, we had so-and-so in the lineup, maybe they win that game. I think it, It's borderline idiotic to pound the drum, pound the table and say the starters, or at least you can't rest everybody, but at least the key, key players have to play. The Giants have had a ton of guys banged up. You don't want to get a a, a starter like Dexter Lawrence or Daniel Jones or Andrew Thomas injured in a game like this because then without having them, you have no shot the following week. And oh, by the way, another thing that separates this, the Giants starters already, they've played their 16 games. Remember, this is much different. Now you have that extra game, which a lot of the pushback was player safety, player safety. If the Giants were in the Eagles spot right now or the Giants had already clinched a one seed right now, we'd be celebrating them. Why? Because they would have earned a bye week and a week off. So how is this any different? How can't these guys have that same week off that they could have gotten if they got the one seed? Paul, I've really settled on this. I don't think any key players should see the field on Sunday.
1: I agree with you. I think your list is very logical. It is very accurate. I think Coach Dable will see it the same way. And as I've said, I believe even on our last program, you know, the Giants have a lot of guys who have played through some pretty nasty bumps and bruises just to get to this point to try to drag this team into the playoffs with nine victories. And that goes aside from the guys who have been actually on the injured list and missed time. Okay, their gas tanks are low. A number of these players are on fumes right now. So how is it right? How is it How is it justice? How does it give your team the best chance to compete in the playoffs by pushing them even further this week in Philadelphia? How does that make any sense whatsoever in addition to the things that you have just listed, Sean? It makes yeah. none. Let's make it none. simple for everybody out there. It makes none.
0: None. And, and by the way, I could hear the argument about McKinney and Jackson and wanting to shake off rust and playing somewhat. Those guys were different. And again, you have to play some of these guys. I'm also going to spin you forward on another couple angles on why I think this is silly. Look, let's not get ahead of ourselves. We are so pleased. And you know me, I am celebrating the Merry Clinchmas poll. We we're having a great time with it. We understand that even at a full roster, the Giants are undermanned, and it would take a valiant effort to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. And we understand that we've seen playoff runs in the past where anything can happen. If the Giants need to basically do all they can and pull out all the stops to beat the Philadelphia Eagles on their best day, would you rather that be Sunday or would you rather that be in two weeks potentially – when they see them in a divisional round. And oh, by the way, if you play all your starters and you go full throttle in this game and you still get your ass kicked by the Eagles because they got their ass kicked already, well, how exactly does that provide momentum? In fact, that might just provide doubt that, you know what, they're not good enough and they don't belong. So I would rather just go out and and have that unknown of how the Giants had full strength affair with the Eagles and see that and rise to that in the playoffs. I think if you give them all they have and you hang with them and you lose a tight game or beat them, well, then now you've shown your cards, and the Eagles could easily watch that film and beat you again in two weeks. So, it, to me, again, it just makes no sense to me, this attitude. And where you keep it, 07, 07, 07, it is not the
1: same thing. In no way, shape, or form is it the same thing. Because in 07, you were talking about the integrity of the game against all time history as well. Gee, what, what good does it do you to beat the Eagles except potentially change their seed? That's a hell of a lot different than destroying a historic run of a perfect season. It's not the same at all in any way, shape, or form. Not to mention, Tom Coughlin's team was healthy and a hell of a lot deeper in 2007 than this team is right now for Coach Brian Dable. And I'll add one other item to this entire picture, Sean. Not that you need any more salt in your soup, but I'll do it for you anyway. Think about this for a second. Brian Dable has preached, as has Wink Martindale and Mike Kafka, to all the guys in their roster, work hard, work hard, work hard, and you will earn your snaps. You'll be rewarded. Everybody's going to get a chance to play with our system, with our offense, with the way we play with our matchups. Well, there are guys like Quincy Roche, who has busted his butt all season long, been up and down on the practice squad a couple of times, even had to get waved once and come back, who has done nothing but work his butt off and help this team get to nine wins. Isn't it justifiable to let a guy like that play in this game to reap the rewards of getting into a regular season game and say, look, you earned this. You bled and you sweat for us all year. Here's a chance to play. How about doing that for some of the guys who are deep on the back end of the depth chart who have listened to the coach and said, Coach, we're giving our all for you. We know we're we're not playing this week. We know we're on the practice squad, or we know we're going to be scratched and not get a jersey on Sunday. But by God, thanks for giving me a chance to play in the last regular season game because that's my feel-good reward for everything I've done for you this year. Right. And tape that, you know, anybody else could look like, look at if they're
0: not coming back next year, another team, something like that. And Paul, look, let's, let's not kid ourselves too. You know, part of the reason we're rubbing our hands together, let's play the Minnesota Vikings. Well, the Vikings have some serious injuries along their offensive line right now. It is totally plausible that the Giants get into the first quarter of a playoff game. And like we saw in that bear game, could Daniel Jones running the ball, turn around and and get hurt somehow? Uh, I mean, yeah, that's totally possible. Could Andrew Thomas get stepped on somebody, run into him, you know, rolling ankles? Sure. Same thing, Dexter, Saquon Barkley, same deal. And the reason I bring that up is we know what the starting key players of the Giants are by now. You're not going to learn anything new about them in week 18. We've seen Daniel Jones's emergence, all of that. You know what we need to know? If called upon, can Tyrod Taylor, Gary Brightwell, Matt Pert can these guys step in in a pinch at a playoff game and be ready? You want to talk about rust. Those guys should get all those reps because you never know. You might need them next week. And then what's better for the team that they had just played last week or not?
1: You know, Sean, I believe the other day on Twitter, you had had someone talk to you about 2007. And I had to remind yeah. that that person, that Gray Rugemer, was the starting center in the first yes. round of the People 2007 playoffs? As did Sam Madison. Yeah, that's correct. And and you had uh, Aaron Ross start the first two games. In fact, he started the whole postseason because Sam Madison, when he came back for the third postseason game, was only coming back in the sub package because he had gotten hurt in the regular season finale. Um, what better time? In addition, as you say to allow these guys who haven't played an opportunity to play, and they've got more rust than anybody because guys like Matt Baird right. have barely played, period. So imagine the rust that he's right. got. Get his rust scraped off in case he's needed to come in during the second quarter of, of a first-round playoff game. No, there, there's nothing, there is nothing, and I repeat nothing that anybody can say to me that makes sense to play all your starters in this game.